The countdown is on. Only a few short weeks until half the population of Ontario is wearing green and binge drinking on Ezra. Or maybe not. The Waterloo Regional Police have recently announced their intent to crack down this St. Patrick's Day to finally end this raucous, enormous party. Today on the show, we're going to talk a bit about that. Hello, Laurier. This is the Courtcast. disclaimer that the opinions expressed in this program are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the intentions of the content or the opinions of any other court staff or volunteers. Now, on to the program. Hi everybody! <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Cordcast, the Chords Weekly Podcast. My name is Carlos Wild. I'm the features editor of the newspaper and host of this program. As always, I am joined by a panel of our editorial staff. Can uh, can you guys introduce yourselves for me, please? I'm Cheyenne, the Arts and Life Editor. I'm Garrison, the Web Director. I'm Tanzil, the Creative Director. And how are you guys doing? How are you, how are you feeling? Glad to be back after Reading Week? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay tell, tell me a bit about that, Shai. Uh, I could have gone for like a few more weeks, maybe an abrupt end to the semester. Something like that. <laughs> that sounds all right. Yeah. What about uh, What about you guys? Happy to be back. Um, um, I'm just happy to be back. Too much free time. I had nothing to do. So this weird. is good. That was not my experience at all. <laughs> I go home and I get put to like labor. I was like, throwing hay around <laughs> in my, my sister's barn. <laughs> yeah. I, my parents love me too, but they. What think is that, your idyllic life? <laughs> I, I I wouldn't mind actually living on a farm. That sounds pretty good. But um, I was really glad to have a reading week. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I think now that I'm back and like I need to remember what school's like and everything like that, I wish it was longer. But um, it was really good to have a break and to see family and to yeah, talk and stuff. So it was good. Absolutely. And of course, more issues of the cord now that we're back to school. So we have a new issue coming out on Wednesday. Lots of great content in there as there is every single week. Uh, what is going to be showing up in this week, Shy? in this week's issue? I'm profiling Black Canadian artists in Canada. Cool. Cool. What kind of artists? Uh, so there's George Eliot Clark, Lawrence Hill, Sylvia Hamilton, just different poets, filmmakers, writers. Nice. And that's, of course, because February is Black History Month, yeah. right? Cool. And Garrison, what, uh, what, are you, what are you looking forward to in this issue? Um, I'm looking forward to more facts about the Ezra Street uh, shutdown. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a news piece. Um, the police are going to try and shut down the students that try to take over Ezra on St. Patrick's Day and... Uh, that should be a pretty big deal for us. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excited for that. Tanzil, what are you looking forward to in this issue? Your feature, actually, about the textbook prices, because every semester you come in, you pay tuition, you pay rent, and then you gotta pay like five hundred bucks for textbooks, and that's never fun. So I just want to see what you find out about it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm hoping for after your feature? Pardon me. A riot. I want every student to just like a peaceful protest, protest would be better. Yes. Okay. A peaceful <laughs> protest. We don't. Support riots. <laughs> I want a peaceful protest after your feature. I'm poor. I can't afford textbooks. <laughs> right, right. Well, um, we'll see how that feature turns out. It might be a bit fluffier than you guys are expecting, but uh, it'll definitely be worth checking out in the Wednesday issue. And speaking of peaceful riots, we were talking about uh, how on Ezra Street they're going to be trying to shut down the party. Is that going to work? 
I don't think it's going to work because we, it has been happening for so long. Mm-hmm. And we, there's... Sorry. <laughs> Go yeah. on, Gears. Yeah, what's <laughs> you, you I just, before we get into the discussion, we yeah. should define what working means. Like, okay. if there, nobody's on Ezra, that, I think there's a potential that nobody will be on Ezra. Is that to qualify as working? Like, is that what the police's goal is going to be? I'm not entirely sure what they're what they're really trying to do. I think I think overall the plan is to make it so that this party on Ezra is not going to happen in the way it's happened in prior years. Isn't that isn't that is am I am I wrong? I guess so. I, it's like it definitely is just going to move. People are still yeah. going to be out on the streets. I don't think it's going to work out the way police want it to. Yeah, because there's always like this year they were I think fourteen thousand people on the street, mm-hmm. and I don't think they have the power to control so many drunk people. Mm-hmm. No, but I think like just shutting down Ezra is like forfeiting the right to any control the police might have had. Now they're just saying, get out of here. They're going to go to like Marshall or something. Mm-hmm. And God knows what's going to happen there. <laughs> well, what I heard what I heard last year was that the, uh, the drunken debauchery on Ezra Street last year somehow cost the police for something like $180,000. I would assume a lot of that is just over time paying cops to be there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think they do have to get police from all over, from like Peel and, mm-hmm. and all over the place to work the extra amount of people in the traffic. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? What do you think is going to happen this year? Do you think that people are still going to drink on Ezra? Do you think that cops are just going to be going around giving out fines like crazy? It's hard to say. What were you saying the other day that people can still like have parties in their houses? Um, I overheard that. I don't think it was me saying that, but yeah, like on private property, they can't do anything yeah. about that. There's a lot of houses there, so people just have it in their front yard, in the backyard, and the cops can't really do anything mm-hmm. about it during the day. In the past, uh, Hickory, I think there's some fraternities on Hickory, and then Seagram as well. There's always been parties on in private residences on Seagram. I think those are going to be other options for people to go to as well. Mm-hmm. So I think the police are just going to be stretched thinner now because yeah. they'll be focused on Ezra, people will leave, and then there's going to be massive parties all over the place. Right, but I mean, aren't, I mean, there kind of are anyways, right? I know Not last as year... as much as there would be this year. Yeah, it'd be more right, concentrated. There, there's 10,000 yeah. people you're sending everywhere. What That's I'm curious fair. about is, like, you have a lot of people coming from outside Waterloo, so I wonder if they're still going to come, and if they do, are they going to go to Ezra? Like, you have people from Toronto and stuff coming in. Mm-hmm. Western. Western. Mm-hmm. It's becoming, like, a tradition because it's been yeah. going on for so long. That's where people are going to gravitate towards, right? Mm-hmm. There's definitely still going to be partying in there, but then what's going to happen? I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see if this plays out as a good thing or a bad thing, right? Because, obviously, you guys have checked out Ezra in previous years, right? It's ridiculous. You can't get down the street because it's so clogged with people. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so where are all those bodies going to go? Are they going to clog another another street? If not more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it'll be, in the end, it'll be a bad thing. Um, or I was researching, trying to find out how long parties on Ezra have been taking place, and I found an article um, from 2010 where they tried to shut it down again back then. And um, obviously it just came back. So they, they, I think they tried to shut it down. I don't know what exactly happened in 2010, but it's still here now. So mm-hmm. even if they do successfully shut it down this year, I think next year everybody will be back again anyway. Mm-hmm. I can imagine like the RCMP getting involved at one point. Mm-hmm. I didn't read that, but I can imagine too. No, like in the future for crowd control. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, is it, is it all student housing on Ezra? I have no idea. I would think most of it is, mm-hmm. but there's possibility of being other I houses. feel like just by its reputation alone, it'd be only students there. Well, that's the thing. It's just thinking about it. It's like, if I were to think of a street around here that's just students, 
that's really the only one that I could think of because there's like family houses on virtually any other street. So no matter where they push, where no, where these people end up gravitating towards, if they're coming for Ezra and they're pushed to different areas, it's going to be actually disturbing the peace, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Also, the best part about having everyone on Ezra is their contain, like everyone has been saying. Mm-hmm. And when they spread out, it's just going to be danger for tr- people driving cars, people on the streets, people who are intoxicated. Mm-hmm. It's going to be dangerous for everyone, and it's just going to be a nuisance for everyone living in the, on, on the streets. Right. And that's the thing, right? Is mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of the stuff that does happen during the Ezra party is, is not, it's not great for anyone. People get really sick. People cause a commotion. There's violence. You don't want that to happen anywhere. Um, but the problem that we got to consider is that it is kind of bound to happen on St. Patrick's Day. Is there any way around that? Do you guys have any thoughts? I think you'd have to like take down this whole idea of binge drinking, mm-hmm. and then that's hard enough to do. It was quite impossible. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the like inherent part of university, mm-hmm. which sucks. But uh, an idea I heard was um, to put everybody in University Stadium and charge admission. Um, so they can have their like maybe like the tailgate party for some mm-hmm. of the football games or something like that You can have a contained zone mm-hmm. um, And that would help with cleanup. It would help uh, regulate how many people are in there. I don't know Would like you go though? Also, if they do that, they're not gonna allow, allow open containers there and Yeah, they'll be selling allow... $12 beers because they're gonna have to yeah. mm-hmm. They're gonna have to basically take care and make sure that no one is drinking underage so, and they're yeah. not gonna be able to serve people uh, who are people intoxicated Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be attractive enough. I suppose it would like it. It might be but I don't I don't think it would really it, it, it might make an impact but it wouldn't get rid of the problem altogether mm-hmm. sure. some of the, one of the biggest draws I think for the to get like 10 14,000 whatever the number is is that for, first years can go and kind of blend in and drink openly and like have a party um, because they can't get into clubs usually though their ideas will be taken away and stuff so it's a big draw for first years I think mm-hmm. not even first years like high school students too mm. yeah which is a really big problem, actually. Yeah. That's, that's really negative. Mm-hmm. Well, no matter what you're doing on St. Patrick's Day, be sure that you have some fun because, I mean, it is a celebration. It's a good day, but also make sure that you're safe. Don't hurt yourselves. Don't make a public commotion. If you are going to be getting intoxicated, do so within a safe space space, and within the legal limits. Yeah, don't don't drink and drive. Whatever you do, that's the worst thing that you can do. So... We're going to move on with the podcast. No more preaching. Um, obviously, there is a an article in this issue in the Arts and Life section on the movie Black Panther. Uh, Shai, can you just tell us about that article a little bit? So the staff writer, Brittany Tenich, is reviewing Black Panther as well. So the movie itself and then also the cultural impact this movie has. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been written yet, but. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And did any of you bother to see the movie Black Panther? Obviously, it's making a ton of money. So statistically, at least one of us in this room has seen the movie. I have not. Um, any of you? I haven't. No. I haven't. I have plans to, but like it's just so busy right now. Yeah, I understand. And Garrison. Over the reading week, I did uh, go see Black Panther. Um, it was really exceptional. Like as a Marvel film, it is definitely in the top of the Marvel film category. Um, there's a couple Would you other say good it's ones. It's a marvel of a film. <laughs> I'd leave that for you to say, Shy. <laughs> Was it marvelous? <laughs> um, yeah, I do think it'll have a substantial cultural impact, um, and I'm excited about that. It's not some sort of classic art film where it's going to be critically acclaimed or anything like that. So, like a well, it is actually like I mean, it, well, I don't think it best. should compare with some of the like 
classic Hollywood okay. like, studied films. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have the the same kind of effort and artistic cinematography and mise-en-scene and all the stuff that you would study, but it has the cultural impact. It has a lot of... Um, it's very engaging storytelling, but it's also... Uh, it's not misrepresenting anybody. Like I think it has a great female representation and then black people representation and even white people representation. I think it just, in general, it's been a positive story and like engages a lot of audiences and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think that's a really great thing. Now, can I ask you, just because I know from the past, like several Marvel films that I've seen, they're all essentially the same movie. They're all they're all good. They've got it boiled down to a formula and how to make an entertaining superhero picture and they all work. But none of them are really all that exceptional in general. And, it's like and basically the same plot. Yeah, and they're kind of forgettable and yet they still do receive a great deal of critical acclaim, just like Black Panther here. Can I ask you, is Black Panther, is this an exceptional Marvel film? Uh, is it different from the rest of them? Is it worth seeing? Or is it really just its cultural place right now and place in the cultural discussion and the fact that it's a Marvel movie that is making it so popular in such a point of discussion? Um, it's the culture, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an exceptional film. I think it touches on themes that a lot of Marvel films don't touch on. Mm-hmm. So um, the relationship, like father and son relationships or uh, brother relationships, betrayal... Um, some really deep themes that are really important to engage with. And I think sometimes Marvel films can just be about violence, can just be about very simple themes, but these ones really engage deeply with um, themes that impact culture um, and and people's daily lives. So, um, yes, it is exceptional, and it's exceptional because of the cultural impact it's going to have. Okay. I've heard, like, a lot of good things about the villain. Okay. Which is really interesting. Like, people just... I obviously have no idea what this is about yet, but... um, People are just enthused that it's a smart villain. Like, you can see his inspiration, I guess, okay. <laughs> behind his actions. That, that would be Michael B. Jordan's character, right? I'm not sure. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw I saw a meme on the internet. Um, I don't know if you know if you're familiar with memes on the internet. What I've is? heard of them, yes. Yeah. <laughs> is that the one where he's a Lego piece? No. no <laughs> it was the... Uh, it had a picture of Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan was in their Marvel movie Tide roles. Pulse? Were he eating Tide Pods? He was not eating Tide Pods. We've all seen different memes. It, it just said that uh, now Marvel has redeemed two human torches because, of course, they both played the human torch in two of Fox's Fantastic Four movies. Okay, nobody's... That's hilarious. I don't think that's Fantastic as interesting Four. as I do. Okay. No. Um, but anyway, we're going to move on to the last segment of the podcast, which is something good. What I need you to do for me, fellas, and shot is to yeah. tell me <laughs> is to tell me uh, something good from your life in the past week something you've seen something you've heard something you've watched something you've experienced whatever the case uh, just something that you'd like to remember and you'd like to keep with you so let's start with Tanzeal can you tell us something good there well just reading week I was back home with my family my mom and my two brothers mm-hmm. and that was just a good time we just spent a lot of time together after a very long time because it's been so busy mm-hmm. so it was just good because I had all my exams before reading week and assignments so I was just doing nothing and just it was fun perfect that's great and Garrison uh, kind of same lines being with family over reading week uh, it was a three week stretch where I hadn't communicated with any of my family um, they'd gone on vacation there in the US so it was very difficult to talk um, mm-hmm. with them and uh, it was really nice to have everybody together in our house um, I like focused on a little bit of work but a lot of times in the evenings we'd all just sit and talk and I could get a lot off my chest and uh, 
yeah, just communicate as a family and like we all like to hear from each other and catch up with each other. So that was really great for me. Did you make a newsletter for your family? <laughs> I, I'm not on the newsletter. My, my aunts and my uncles have a newsletter and they do not tell the cousins about it, but my dad is in it. <laughs> and shy. Oh, so yes. Good. Um, mine is also Reading Week related. I saw my best friend. We've been like best friends since grade six. And we saw each other for the first time in a year. And we just sat for like five hours catching each other up on all our lives. <laughs> it was good. That's it's a nice. good experience. Yeah, it's really good. And that's going to take us to the end of the program. Uh, thanks to the three of you for coming on and talking about relevant stuff. And uh, thanks to all of you out there listening. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, shoot me an email at features at thecorn.ca. And no matter what you do, have a great week. And uh, be safe. Okay, bye for now. A big thank you to all the staff and volunteers at The Cord and Lucid for making this program possible. As always, the music was provided by Steve Dave.